a special episode of Christ Community Church Podcast. My name is Stephen Watson. And I'm Neil Grogan. And this is a special episode because we're releasing this on Good Friday. Mm. <clears throat> and we thought it would be a good thing to do to kind of just talk about Holy Week as a whole. Uh, Holy Week is when... Uh, well, did y'all do Holy Week growing up? I did not. I did not either. Yeah. Uh, I think my church growing up was a very old school Baptist church, yeah. and anything that looked high church or Catholic, Catholicy, they, no, they called it popish. Oh, popish! Yeah. And they called if it popish. the popish was wandering. That's right. Yeah. So it. they we didn't we didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, but since then, yeah, you know, I've, I've kind of learned that. Oh man, there's a Christian calendar, and we yeah. celebrate things like Advent to prepare our hearts for Christmas, and we celebrate Holy Week to prepare our hearts for Easter. Like kind of these just, are good things. Yeah, they're good things. They're they're things based in scripture. They're following scripture, uh, and so you know we started we started paying more attention to them later on in my life, and uh, yeah. we we followed them as a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we thought we'd do is kick off this podcast by starting on Sunday, this past Sunday, which had been Palm Sunday, and we're just gonna go through the week. And we're going to talk about like what happened on each day of the week. Mm. So what happened on Palm Sunday? Well, this is uh, when Jesus came back into the city of Jerusalem since he rose Lazarus from the dead, right? Yeah, so that was in John 11, yep. raising Lazarus from the dead. And so Jesus comes back, comes in on a... A, a donkey, a, a colt. A foal. A, a foal, yeah. Just riding on one donkey, not yeah. like a foot on each. No, yeah, that that would be kind of Aladdin-esque. Yeah, yeah but, wouldn't it, though? Yeah. Oh, gosh. And, <laughs> and uh, well, I we... I just s- had a picture in my mind of a blue Peter. Oh, uh, goodness. Oh, gosh. Got the genie. Back. Peter's the genie. <laughs> Peter's the genie. <laughs> no, he'd be a boo. <laughs> back to Palm, yeah, Palm Sunday. Sunday. Sorry, so, man. Yeah. That took no time whatsoever yeah. for us to get lost. So as Jesus is coming in, you know, the, the people in the city are laying down palm branches at, at his feet as he's coming in. Yeah. This triumphal mm. entry of the king, right? And, and this was, uh, some people wonder why it was on a donkey. Uh, they think, well, is this an act of humility? But this is something that kings would do. Yeah, David did it. Kings would ride in on donkeys uh, and not on a war horse right. because it signified different things. Hmm. Uh, if you were coming home to your city, you don't want to ride a war horse. It says something. You're right. riding a, a donkey, uh, a beast of burden. Uh, so this, this, was, this was Jesus coming to his capital city. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to, to connect back with Lazarus, right? He rose him up out of the grave. Mm. And so if you're asking the question of like, why is uh, Jesus being received in this way? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you could imagine the story being circulated all throughout the capital. Mm. And so he's come back and they receive him as king because the people have heard he's done this thing. And, um, you know, past that, you know, things take a turn pretty quick, right? Right. So, uh, um, do you have any final thoughts on Palm yeah. Sunday? My favorite Palm Sunday verse uh, is whenever you know the children are praising Jesus, mm. and and the Pharisee says, "Teacher," and his disciples are as well. He's like, "Rebuke your disciples, you know, rebuke their praise." And Jesus said, "Man, if these if these were silent, the very stones would cry out." Yeah. Uh, that that Jesus is truly the rightful king. Uh, 
who demands praise. And that's why that's that's my favorite verse for for Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we have Sunday. It's the it's the triumphal entry. Right. Palm Sunday, and then we have Monday. What happened on Monday? Mm. Uh, people start getting upset. People start getting angry, right? Um, because as this king has arrived, he's been received by the people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, that makes all these religious leaders quite upset um, because they're losing followers almost, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this is the – is this after the – a fig tree thing? Yeah, so that Monday is the fig tree if I'm coming into Jerusalem. This right. is Mark. This is found in the Gospel of Mark. But Jesus is coming into Jerusalem. He curses a fig tree. And in Mark, mm-hmm. they have what it's called a Mark and Sandwich. Right. Where G- Mark will begin a story and then leave the story and then come back to the story. And the story with the cursed fig tree is like that. Mm-hmm. Jesus is looking for food. He goes up to a fig tree. It has no fig, so he curses it. Then he goes into Jerusalem, uh, and he cleanses the temple. Right. He judges. Judges the temple. And then on the way back, the disciples are like, hey, man, that was a tree full of leaves that Jesus cursed, and now it's all withered. Yeah. And the idea of a mark and sandwich is that story in the middle, the meat of the sandwich, helps to give you a clue to the understanding of the broader story. So why did Jesus curse his fig tree? I think it's because... Jesus is the rightful authority. Yeah. He is the king. And if Jesus wants a fig from a fig tree, it doesn't matter if it's in season or out of season. That tree's going to give him a fig. Right, by his word. By his word, because he's the creator. Yeah. I mean, he stopped the seas from roaring and controls the wind with the word of his voice. And the... so it was, a, it was a rejection of the king. Mm-hmm. And so then you go to the temple and the temple and the temple worship had also rejected the king, and so the it's almost like it's almost like this figurative curse that Jesus right. is casting. Yeah, the Gospel Coalition has a great um, kind of article on the breakdown of what's, what's it called, so people can Google it. Yeah, it's called Easter Week in Real Time, um, and one of the things they point out is so on Monday Jesus is. Re- return to Jerusalem this time was to declare the failure of God's people to live according to the covenant mandate and that they haven't been a blessing to the world. Right. And so, you know, Monday he, they point out that it kind of centers on this theme to your point, Stephen, Mm -hmm. on Jesus's authority, both over the created world, for instance, the fig tree and um, his right to judge it. And so as he's, you know, uh, you know, judging the the money traders in the temple and all mm-hmm. of those things that are occurring. So then we kind of move over to uh, Tuesday. So what we can what we kind of see happening though is Jesus is becoming this marked man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and on Tuesday, um, this is the last time Jesus teaches in the temple. Okay. And uh, let's see. It says, <laughs> you know, he. This is where he, he's like really calling out the religious uh, leaders in the temple. Um, he tells them he doesn't believe that they have any authority over him. And uh, he spends the rest of the day teaching people God's word. You find this account in Matthew 21, 23 through 26, verse 5. And he is brutal on them. 
you whitewash tombs. Yeah. You brood of vipers. He he gets he gets after he that booty. After <laughs> but it, it, that's also one of those things of like, what does Jesus get angry at? Yeah. Uh, Jesus gets angry at people keeping others from God. Yeah. He gets angry at his leaders who are supposed to shepherd his people, mm-hmm. leading them astray. Yeah. And so he's, he's, he's ticked. Yeah. And I, in Mark 10, I believe it's verse 45, you know, Jesus again is talking to religious leaders and he says, basically you, that's, oh no, no. He's talking to um, the disciples and uh, he, he's talking about leadership specifically. Mm-hmm. And, um, he says, when you lead like these people, basically, that's how the Gentiles lead. Uh, that's yeah, not yeah. how the how mm. how the people of God yeah. walk out. And we're to be servant leaders. That's kind of our first encouragement towards servant leadership. And so here again, um, who is he judging? Well, he's judging these leaders. You don't have authority over me. I have authority over you. And in fact, you're abusing your authority over others. Mm-hmm. And... Um, um, this is kind of what sets the uh, Sanhedrin over yeah. the top. Yeah. And so they, they in Mark 14, um, it says they're now seeking how to arrest him by stealth and kill him. So they've made the decision now, right? Yeah. And so that you said that's on Tuesday? That's on Tuesday. Yeah. And then Wednesday's kind of a lull day, you know, not, not that it was eventless, but we just know less about that. Uh, the week kind of begins with a bang, with a triumphal entry, with the cursing uh, of the fig tree, the cleansing of the temple. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, there's more of the intrigue behind the scenes and some teaching. Uh, but then Thursday mm. begins to happen. Uh, and then Friday, of course, is Good Friday. Uh, so I, I don't have it in front of me now, but yeah, what is what does that gospel coalition article say about Wednesday? Yeah, it it kind of points out you know where uh, Mary of Bethany, Lazarus's sister, mm. uh, gets that alabaster flask of perfume, and she's been saving like a year's worth of wages, and yeah. she and she uh, pours it on his head and his feet, and break op- breaks open its container, and this is also another kind of hint towards the heart of Judas. Yeah. Cause um, he, he wanted to sell it. Yeah. He wanted to sell the perfume mm-hmm. uh, and give it to the poor, quote, but also unquote. take, also take his tax out of it. His, right. His thieving tax. But, but it's a great, <clears throat> just a beautiful picture of, of us giving, counting the cost, right? Giving our most valuable possession to Christ. Like this is all yours. And, mm-hmm. Glory be your name. I know who you are, and I want to worship you. Um, man, she, but she's also, what's really kind of cool about this is, uh, and they pointed out, it's almost like she's preparing him for burial, you right. know, by putting the perfume on him, like the honor and the kindness. Um, it, it's a beautiful picture of worship, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And Jesus is still, right? He's not fired nobody up right now. Although their anger is boiling over against him, he's he's still on Wednesday. And yeah. uh, that day is spent with people yeah. and, and ministering to them, you know? 
Well, and the way the Jewish days worked is oftentimes the new day would start at twilight, right? right? And so uh, twilight on Wednesday is kind of counting as Thursday. Right. Uh, and so when we get to Thursday. That's a big day. Thursday begins the big day because that's that's the day of the Lord's Supper. Yeah. And for for us, for us, you know, Protestant Christians, the Lord's Supper is huge. We celebrate the Lord's Supper every worship service. week, every mm-hmm. worship service we have. Uh, and, and the reason is, is Jesus said, hey, I'm, this, this is yours. Yeah. Do this. You know, do this in remembrance of me. Um, but to talk a little bit about the Lord's Supper. Like what, what celebration, what were they celebrating at that time? Yeah, so the Passover meal, right? So, um, which is a, a Jewish festival uh, that takes us back to Exodus when, um, you know, as the plagues are occurring in, in Egypt at this time, uh, there's the last plague that is what spurs Pharaoh to let the people go, mm-hmm. which is where the firstborn is killed. And the picture is um, whoever has faith in God and his promises Put this lamb's blood over your door, your, uh, what do you call it? Your post around yeah, yeah, your yeah. door. Yeah. I can't remember the term. Doorpost. Doorpost. Okay. You had, yeah, you had that. No, nah, nailed it. So put it over there. And when the angel of death sees the blood of the lamb, mm-hmm. it will pass over your home and the punishment is not taken. Yeah. Right. And so, man, the, the, is, this is like, the festival yeah. for Jews. It makes me think of John the Baptist and the baptism. Oh yeah, right? of how how the Gospels are oftentimes bookended with John the Baptist sure. saying, "Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the mm-hmm. sins of the world," and then it kind of gets to the end where they're celebrating this Passover meal, where it was through the blood of the Lamb that God brought salvation to His people. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and then throughout. You know, Revelation, we have this beautiful picture communicating the Lamb of God over and over and over again. And so, um, you know, Jesus takes the disciples into the upper room. They have this Passover meal. Um, he breaks the bread. And he blesses it. says, this is my body. It's just broken for you. And also, he takes up the cup of wine. Mm-hmm. says, this cup represents a new covenant in my blood, which is shed for the forgiveness of sins, which is signifying this. Um, yeah. lamb's blood over the doorposts and uh so man it's just such a beautiful picture of the gospel um and what christ knows he's about to do mm-hmm. like he takes and teaches the disciples this this is this is who i am this is what i'm going to do for you i'm going to take what you deserve yeah and the angel of death will pass over you yeah and one thing you know? i forgot to mention even about this before this is when jesus washes the disciples feet yeah i mean so much starts happening on that mm-hmm. that that lord's supper that celebrating of the passover meal after the meal is when they go to the garden mm-hmm. and jesus is praying for this cup of the crucifixion to pass right. from him but it says not my will but, your, but will. your will be done all the while asking his disciples to pray for him while they were falling asleep. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been on that fire watch. <laughs> ah, during my sermons? No, no, no. Asleep? What? No, when, you, <laughs> when, when you're out like uh, on a field op or whatever and you're enlisted specifically, they make you do this thing called fire watch where you basically watch over everybody yeah. overnight. And 
um, I have fallen asleep before, and I have caught many of folks falling asleep on Firewatch. And uh, so I always read this, and I just kind of chuckle because it makes so much sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> of like, hey, stay up and pray. Yeah, wow. uh, Lord, you know, <laughs> just so easy. Oh man, and you know, it's it's at this it's at this night where. Um, Jesus is arrested and betrayed mm-hmm. by Judas. Mm-hmm. What's crazy to me, though, Stephen, is during the Passover meal, you know, Jesus says, I know one of you the is going to betray. One I dip this in the bread. Yeah. You know, dip this bread with. And Go and do your thing, Judas. Yeah. And, and even so, you know, like Judas still makes these decisions that are costly. Um, but But all of these... You know, to connect back to like maybe Genesis fifty twenty, what they meant for evil, God means oh, yeah. for good. Yeah, of course. And uh, man, we have a picture of like evil intent being used in a manner of which will bring salvation to the world. So then, Friday. So Friday, what I want us to do is I don't want us to go hour by hour because this one is pretty in depth. Yeah. In depth from being betrayed by kiss to mm-hmm. to to. Uh, false trials to being with the Romans who beat and torture him to carrying his cross to being crucified uh, until, until he dies. Mm. Um, and then of course on Friday, he's also buried on, on that day. So here's, here's the, what I want us to focus on. I want us to answer the question briefly. Why did Christ have to die? Mm. What would you say? To satisfy the wrath of God, that there is no other way that um, because of the holiness of the Lord um, and because of his justice and his goodness and his love, there is no other way by which we can be saved unless someone takes this wrath. You know, Psalm 22, um, David pens and uh, after he says which will sound familiar. It says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel, and your fathers, and in, in you our fathers trusted. They trusted, and you delivered them. Uh, to you they cried and were rescued, and you they trusted and were not put to shame. So, because God is holy, um, man, sin cannot be in his presence. And so a payment must be made. And Jesus' death is the second greatest day in history hmm. because it satisfies something that there is no other way um, it can be satisfied unless the Son of God dies. Hmm. Um, well, what about you? What would you say? Yeah, I mean, I agree. There's this idea of a substitution. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, theologically we call it the the double substitutionary atonement. Right. Uh, so imputation. The imputation. So what that means is Christ on the cross took my guilt, my shame, my sin. The wrath of God was poured out on him. And whenever we confess with our mouths, believe in our hearts, when we repent and believe, like that 
takes our guilt and shame away. Yeah. But at the same time, because Jesus never sinned, right? We get his he gives. righteous <laughs> account. Like because he never sinned, he's like, all right, I'll take your broken account, and here you take my righteous account, which is known as the great exchange, right? Yeah. Uh, so that, that had to happen. You know, the book of Hebrews says, without the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness right. of sins. And so a, a payment, a penalty had to be paid. I'm always thinking application. And so the, the obvious application is repent and believe the good news. Yeah. Uh, but the second one I was thinking whenever you were whenever you were talking was like, we don't have to pour wrath out on people. Mm. Like if we've been hurt, if we've been offended, um, wrath was poured out on Christ. Mm-hmm. Like he took it. Yeah. Um, but so often I think in our lives, like we walk around uh, whenever people sin against us saying crucify him, crucify him. Yeah. We want to crucify the people who've hurt us, who've wronged us. Uh, but the cross is saying, in me they're forgiven. Mm. I've, I've taken that wrath, um, so I think I think it's a I think it's a call to repent and believe, but it's also a call to offer forgiveness to those who've hurt us. Right. Um, Jesus talks about that in the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Forgive us of our sins, as we have forgiven those who have sinned against me. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that, that that would be my applications as I was thinking about Good Friday. Repent yeah. and believe, and then like delight in the fact that Christ took the wrath yeah. and don't, don't be people who pour out wrath, but be people who tell people about the good news that wrath has been taken for them. Yeah. So proclaim it and trust in it. Yeah. That's good. And so, and then, you know, one of the things that confused me for the longest time growing up was it's like, all right, well, Jesus was in the tomb for three days, but how does that work? Was he just chilling or? Well, no, but <laughs> for me, what always bothered me was it's like, okay, I need three 24 hour days. Okay. <laughs> right? Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. I don't know why I always grew up thinking that. And I'm like, how does this work? The math doesn't the check math out. The math doesn't check out. But died and buried on Friday. Mm-hmm. He was in the tomb all day on Saturday. He rose on the third day. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Boom. Boom. That's how you get the three days. It doesn't. It's not a tw- three 24 hours just in case anybody was like me it was like how'd that work out yeah kairos man at the right time at the right time (laughs) and then on sunday morning one of the things i'm looking forward to is on sunday morning uh in our call to worship we're gonna say christ is risen and god's people will respond risen indeed christ is risen indeed Mm. yeah man what a what a and and we would say easter sunday is the greatest day in history yeah right no doubt. Yeah, without a doubt yeah so man we get to celebrate the resurrection of our lord jesus who conquered sin and death who conquered the grave who has set captives free by his work and his work alone mm-hmm. and that we are given a gift of faith to exercise in him and to trust in him and to and to be able to turn from sin mm-hmm. and turn towards his righteousness yeah that he's bought for us. So I know Stephen and I would encourage you guys, um, make sure you're there Mm. Sunday morning to celebrate the Lord's uh, rising from the tomb. You know, Um, if you don't have a church, we'd invite you to ours. 
um, at 110 Mountain Lion 110 Road. We're going to have one service at 10.30 a.m. outside. Outside, that's right. Steven's been working tirelessly to make sure we uh, it, it's all good to go for Sunday I think, morning. I think it's good to go. I think we're squared away, yeah. yeah. All right, well, until next time, this is Christ Community Church Podcast. Have a blessed, holy week as we prepare our hearts for Easter. Amen.